0: I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. All right, here we go. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. And I am here today with Stacy Fraser. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I wanted to be sure I got that right because when I went on the tour, it was Stephanie, I oh, think, that gave the tour. And right. oh my gosh, she did such a good job.
1: Stephanie, you know, you know, Stephanie is a special case in and of herself, right? I don't know if she gave you any backstory. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Um, this is our eighth year of doing these walks. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie has been my backup guide the entire time. Or if I get very large crowds, mm-hmm. we need to split up a little bit. Stephanie has a theater background, though.
0: Oh, my gosh. The,
1: a musical theater. I'm surprised she didn't burst out into songs. That makes so
0: much sense, though. It does, doesn't it? It does. Um, like, she's a performer.
1: But the issue with Stephanie is that sometimes she I have to keep her on a very tight leash. <laughs> because I've worked hard on these stories. Yes. I, mean, I, di- I mean, these are just not your, hey, it was a dark and stormy night right, stories. Yeah, these are yeah. the stories that I've dug in and, and, and tried to backstop as much yes. as I possibly can, you know, with names and dates mm-hmm. and, and all of that information. So I have to keep, what I ended up doing was writing them all out and handing them, here Steph, these are your scripts. Mm -hmm. Think of it that way. But what that means is that twice a year, I have to turn her loose. Okay. And so um, you may want to come back. Okay, definitely. Because it's called the Steph Special. Oh, yes. And we usually do them, we do one around Halloween and then we'll do another one in the spring. Okay. And, um... I can't vouch for the validity of anything that comes okay. out of her mouth. It turns into a pub crawl. Half oh, the time. that sounds amazing. So, yeah. but, that sounds like so much but fun. But other than that, no, yeah. It's the we've got a lot of stories and we spend a lot of time yes digging into them and just trying to you're never gonna be able to prove a ghost story. Right. But man, when you can start putting names and dates and you find newspaper accounts and mm-hmm. and it matches up with that you know, the, the verbal stories that, that, you know, the oral education and information that's passed along, you get that. But when you can start matching it up, that's when it gets really interesting. That is. that I can yeah. imagine that has to be yeah. kind of
0: like where the magic happens. It really is. Yeah. It's a,
1: and, and it was just, a, that's why if you look at any of my, uh, my website or anything or on my rack cards and everything, there's the little tagline uh, where the history meets the mystery. Yeah, because it really is. It's, yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I um, I talked to somebody not too long ago that does ghost tours in Enid, I believe, mm-hmm. and she was kind of talking about that same thing. How when you get those historical. Like affirmations about the story that you've right. been told. That's kind of where it gets really fun. Oh and yeah, it's like you're connecting the dots oh, yeah. and being like, oh, well, this makes sense it based will, on yeah. what this person said. And yeah, yeah. It's,
1: well, and with Guthrie in particular, because of the the history of you know the first capital, you know, we were the territorial capital, mm-hmm. we were the first state capital. So you have all of those that legendary lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, you know, one of the things everybody asks when they come to town is, ooh, what about the tunnels? What about the tunnels? Mm-hmm. And researching that, i found that I think that the fact is way more impressive than the fiction mm-hmm. about where those were. Because they, it wasn't a tunnel system like, uh, you know, Tulsa has the, the underground tunnel system. Uh, wow. Oklahoma City has the concourse mm-hmm. that still has shops in it. Mm-hmm. What we had was a collection of connections between basement to basement to basement. And then it would get to the intersection and go under the road. And a lot of it was just to stay out of the weather. Oh, wow. So of course That's you know, cool. and, the, and then comes prohibition and bootlegging yeah. and the opium trade. And yeah, I'm not going to say things didn't happen. But yeah, it was it was it was very functional. Uh,
0: perfect place for that. Very functional. Very yes. functional. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can totally imagine that. Oh my gosh. Um, so go
1: ahead and tell everybody a
0: little bit about you and what you do with the Guthrie Ghost Walk.
1: Okay. Um, it depends on who you ask. Okay. If you ask my mother, I stand on the street corner and tell lies to strangers. Okay. Because even after eight years, she's like, no. Nah, what do you do? Well come on, what do you she will call me in the middle of a walk. What are you doing? It's Friday and it's October. <laughs> what do, well, you, do you, think? you think I'm doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Which is why she has the best ringtone. I have the best ringtone for uh-huh. her on the planet when my phone goes dun dun dun, <coughs> it's my mom. <laughs> that's great. And people there have been people that have been on the walk enough to go, <laughs> that's your mom. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, no, oh my gosh. I, uh, I got started doing this. I had been to um, Canada. I was up in Victoria up on the island, gone up for a wedding mm-hmm. and the uh, the night before the wedding, they all decided hey, let's take the ghost walk. And it was between Christmas and New Year, so you can imagine how cold that was. Oh, but yeah, gosh. let's go. We're on an island, surrounded by freezing water. Hey, good times. Yeah. So we went out and I was, the first thing, I was impressed by the town simply because it reminded me so much of Guthrie. Okay. Red brick Mm -hmm. the streets you know the the architecture a lot of the styling it had that Guthrie look yeah and a little bit of that Guthrie feel it is it has obviously been urbanized a little more but um but yeah there was that that Guthrie feel and then when they started sharing the stories um some of them sounded familiar and some of them sounded like well, I've got some better ones back in Guthrie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had. had I mean, I'm not from Guthrie. My mom mm-hmm. is. Her family grew up here and and such. So Guthrie has always been one of those places that even as a kid, this is where we would come back to for family holidays. You know, this mm-hmm. is the where we would have the massive Thanksgiving gathering and okay. play football in the front yard. And somebody always ended up in the emergency room. Yeah. So yeah, there's a story. <laughs> um, but so I'd always had that association with Guthrie. But I. I could, when I got back, I just couldn't shake it. I was thinking, man, I know that there's story. I've heard stories. And most of the stories that I knew at that point were the ones that I had heard from aunts and uncles and cousins mm-hmm. who live here. Mm-hmm. And somebody basically said, you know, put up or shut up. What have mm-hmm. you got? And so I started digging into them. Yeah. And those first six stories, uh, I took a group of friends and, and coworkers and went out and... I, I both told the story is, to them and kind of talked through them what I was, which way I was leaning on doing it. I wasn't going to tell it just as a, you know, as a door. ooh, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't yeah. going to do that. Well, you know, because first of all, it scares myself. I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I was so fascinated with the background on it yeah. that I kind of wanted to to meld that. And they said, "You got something." Mm-hmm. So. I, you know, within a year, I had done that first walk, and I had kind of hit that. found the, I had found the combination of the way I wanted to tell the stories, and about about halfway through that first year, it just sort of clicked, and I went, "This, this is something. Mm. This is because I was re- for every story I would tell. I mean, the very first night, the very first go- official ghost walk I did, we finished up in front of the Blue Bell." And, you know, I thanked everybody for coming mm-hmm. out. And I told them straight out, you know, these are the first six stories. I can't imagine that there we won't find more. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have any, um, I'd love to hear them. And this lady raised her hand. And she said, do you know anything about the Redstone Inn? And I went, no, but it's my first night. It, oh, my gosh. Over the next year, I had, a, hey, do you know anything about the Redstone? It got to the point where I'm like, am I the only person that doesn't know yeah. about the Redstone? Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the most amazing stories ever when I finally oh found... There was a woman on the walk who had repeated, do you know anything about the redstone? And I just kind of went, no, apparently I'm the only person. Do you? And she just looks at me and she goes, yes. Like, well will tell me, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it turned out to be just this, this incredible story. Mm-hmm. So um, each story seemed to lead to one or two more. I'm at the point now, I was, I was actually trying to remember where all of the stories are, and I think including my Christmas stories I've got a total of 62 stories oh my
0: gosh I've
1: got probably 50 that I regularly use on the walk mm-hmm. and the the difference on that that those 12 extra stories are ones that I'm still I'm still trying to piece together the information mm-hmm. and figure out is it long enough is it interesting enough mm-hmm. um, and just a way to include it and some of them I, I have a pretty tight footprint here mm-hmm. in the downtown area I mean it's um, I drove. I drove part of, a, kind of a couple of routes last uh, last weekend just to see the distance, and and it's it's way less than a mile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you give me half a mile, and I can give you six stories anywhere you want mm-hmm. in this downtown area. Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's kind of how it started. It's just kind of a one time thing, and it's it's become a year round. Yeah, I walk every month unless you know weather. It really is at this point all dependent upon the weather. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there. And when we came, uh, my friend Whitney and I came in um, June or July. do, it was
1: 100 and oh. Help Me Jesus. Oh,
0: my God, it was 100 and Help Me Jesus. Yes, yes. it was.
1: <laughs> there's was 100 and Hot, 100 and Hell, and 100 and Help Me Jesus. Yes. Those are the three temperature it was. ranges. So I definitely yeah. need
0: to come back for one now that it's gotten a little bit yeah. cooler. Yeah. yeah, But it was still, it was just so amazing. There were so many, I mean, it seemed like everywhere we looked, there was another story. Like, it,
1: it really is. Um the, uh, two of the, I mean, Oklahoma Avenue and Harrison Avenue are two of the main, they were the main downtown district forever. Mm-hmm. And in the hundred block of Harrison, I have a story in almost every single building. Wow. It's you know. That's crazy. It, it really is. Yeah. It's just like, holy smokes.
0: Guthrie is like, I, I think Guthrie's got to be the most haunted Town in Oklahoma.
1: I was talking with uh, Jeff Provine mm-hmm. the other night, and and he and I both have said the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like it just keeps coming back here. It just keeps coming back. It does. Here. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: It's there's so much. I mean, like so so much. But uh, so have you always been interested in the paranormal?
1: I've always. Okay, I don't. I don't want to say I've always been interested in the paranormal, but I've always been interested in a good story. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I was never fond of being scared, mm-hmm. and. As I grew up, what I realized is the more information I had, the less frightening things could become. Um, I mean, this goes all the way. Kind of a weather junkie. Why? Well, because in 1969, during Hurricane Camille, my dad, we were stationed down in Texas, my dad decided... This would be a great opportunity to scare the bejesus out of the girls. Oh, jeez. Middle of the night, the power's gone out. My sister and I both, we were first and second grade. We mm-hmm. thought we were blind because the mm-hmm. nightlight was out, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that dark. And I'm sure it was lightning or something that woke us up. And we realized we could see a, a shadow in the hallway. Okay, now we're seeing a flickering. Oh, geez. my dad had taken my mom's dress form, <laughs> thrown a blanket over it, put the sombrero on the head. He's got a candle behind it, pushing it down the hallway towards our oh, room. Oh, my gosh. Going, I smell children. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna die. So, do I like haunted houses? No. Yeah. Do I like being scared? No. Yeah. But, you know, he also gave me that gift. I love a good story. Mm-hmm. And I love to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the paranormal that has always held my interest, but there's always been that moment of, what happens? Yeah. I mean, my first husband was killed. Uh, in a traffic accident Mm -hmm. in his in his late 20s I Mm -hmm. mean so I mean and and my mom was the youngest of the youngest so I've been to so many funerals of Mm -hmm. those older aunts and uncles and Mm -hmm. and you know one minute you're having a conversation with someone and the next minute the light goes out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and where'd they go yeah you know so there's always been that kind of a kind of a fascination in a sense but not from the whole phantasmagorical thing. I mean, I've had somebody uh, in town the other day go, So, what's the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Well, there was the, you know, the pandemic's been pretty wicked. So, you know, I'm like, yeah. What? You know, <laughs> yeah. what you it was pretty about? creepy. You know, why do you <laughs> yeah. need stuff you don't see when you got stuff? You know? Yeah. But um, it's uh, it, so many of the stories that I come across mm. are not. What most people would consider a traditional ghost story mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things that has has fascinated me the farther into this that I've gotten is that I mean somebody has to die to have a ghost story mm. that's a given, otherwise it's just a story <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Ooh-hoo. laughs> yeah um. But that doesn't mean that that person had to die at the hands of an axe murderer or no, some crazy right. or some dude with a hook on his hand. You know, right, right, you yeah. Know those stories mm-hmm. that you know the movies play up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it was surprising to me how many of the stories just came back to a connection, a connection between a person, a place, and a time or an event. Um, and in fact, one of the stories that I tell. Um, has to do with something like that it's, uh, it's when, I've got, when I've got younger kids on the walk I always try to get them involved in some mm-hmm. way and one of the things that I'll do is I'll bring that up about before we leave you know take off and we talk about that you know that thing and I'll say I want you guys to imagine for a minute that you are a 90 some year old old man and the kids all giggle and everything I said but you're an old guy mm-hmm. and you know that it's the end you feel it. You're laying there and you know. And you know what? You're not mad because you have lived your entire adult life. Well, since you were about 12 years old, you've lived your entire life in pain from injuries you sustained in an accident when you mm-hmm. were a kid. Um, and you're you're tired. You're ready to go. Just be done because you just don't want to live with that pain anymore. And you're laying there on that bed and you're inhaling and you realize this is it. This is the last breath I am ever going to take. And you, you do that inhale and you kind of crest over the top of it. Here it goes. You know, you're, you're exhaling. It's, uh, you know, this is the end. But just before that breath runs out, that last bit of air leaves your body, part of you says, man, it would have been nice though, to, to have even one more moment Without that pain, mm-hmm. you know, if I could have just had just one more moment without that pain, the breath leaves your body, you know, fade to black, whatever you want to do, and you realize suddenly, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dead, and you're looking, no, hang on, I'm not even in bed, I'm standing up, I'm on a, st- I'm on a street corner. What? I got a bottle of pop in this hand, I got a bag of peanuts over here. Hey, there's my dog from when I was a kid. Oh my god. You are standing on a street corner that you grew up on, and you don't hurt. You've got that, you're, you know, you're, the sun is, you can feel the sun on your shoulders. You can feel that everything feels okay. It's like you got a do-over. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid playing ball, you know, oh, I jacked that up, do-over, do-over. You know, and I, I, I tell people, I'm like, you know, maybe that's what some of this is. Maybe we mm-hmm. just have that opportunity for a do-over. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally get around to, like, the Pollard Theater, I'll tell them the story that this was actually a real person. His name was Hubert Willis. He was from Oklahoma City. His aunt was the property mistress at the what the Pollard Theater is um, back when it was a vaudeville theater. And every summer his parents would bring him to Guthrie and let him stay with her. For a month, can you imagine being a kid and just turned loose? I cannot even today, yeah, there's a little pocket money, take the dog. I mean, this kid just ran the streets, I had to be living large, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, oh my gosh, there was. I mean, one day he's uh, it's it's the the B, I think it's the Beelin building, which is right next door to the Pollard, the um. There's a big green door there that's now, it's like where the green room and such is, but that door used to open up onto a set of stairs that Mm. went up to where the property room was. And I guess one day he's running up and down the stairs, up with the, you know, and, you know, you finally, she just said, oh, for the love of God, would you stop it? Mm -hmm. You know, would you tell that to a 10, 12-year-old boy? And what they hear is thank you could you please find another way of being just as annoying yeah so he's like, okay and so he stood on the landing and he started throwing the ball down Mm -hmm. uh the stairs and the dog would go down and get it and bring it back up down and back down and back down and back well he throws the ball that last time um the dog didn't come back up and he steps to the front of the landing and he looks down the stairs and he realizes that the door leading out of the street is open so he goes downstairs um he steps out onto the sidewalk we had railed trolley cars in this town as early as 1915. This is in the early oh, wow. 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, his dog had run out in the road after the ball and had been hit and killed by one of the trolleys. Mm-hmm. Well, Hugh goes running down the street you know, to check on his dog, and he gets hit. By what, we're not really certain. I don't know if it was another trolley. But it, whatever it was that hit him, he had what sounded like significant pelvic injuries Um, because his running and jumping and whooping days were over Mm -hmm. he uh he did recover uh it took him about a year he would still come back to guthrie and spend those that summer those you know those Mm -hmm. that month in the summer but he was he was not that little boy anymore Mm -hmm. Um, he couldn't go play with the other kids he couldn't do those things he ended up spending most of his time sitting on the steps of the gray brothers building which is the the iconic building with the cupola here at the corner Mm -hmm. of Oklahoma and Division um, that was called the Spit and Whittle Corner. Okay. Um, We used to have a guy that wore buckskin that would just hang out there. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That was strange. Yeah. But he would just hang out with the old guys in town. Well, imagine a 12-year-old boy who's already in pain, Mm -hmm. and he's hanging out with these grumpy old guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, he quickly became that angry young man Mm -hmm. um, and that Eventually, that bitter old man. Mm-hmm. He died. I think he was ninety two. They said when he died. Wow. He's buried out. I was getting confused. Uh, Cashin. Okay. Um, but what he gave us at the Pollard Theater is one of the most unique ghost story type things that I've ever heard. Because some people encounter him as the young boy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're in there doing a show uh, or watching a show when you're sitting. On the right-hand side of the theater, over towards the wall, maybe about halfway down, you know, they always flash the lights when it, you know, y'all mm-hmm. sh- sit down and shut up. Yeah, That's, you know, Oklahoma for yeah. theater talk, yeah. y'all shut up. Yeah, you know? um, and everybody starts shushing everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's that shh, sh- sh- you know, and then there's that last shh, and then there's that breath of silence. Mm-hmm. You know, the lights are down, absolute silence, and then the activity starts mm-hmm. on this. It's they say it's in that breath of silence. That you can sometimes hear the ball bouncing down the stairs. Oh, my gosh. That just gave me chills. Or you can hear the little boy laughing. Oh, wow. That's not so bad. No. That's not so bad. I mean, that, uh-uh. that's not so bad. But the other side of it is maybe you are not that lucky person who gets to hear this boy at his joyful moment in his life. Yeah. And you could be the one that, uh, if you're one of those people that you get up in the middle of the performance, you've got to go to the restroom... Uh-huh. You know, you go in there, you take care of business. doesn't matter, ladies' room or men's room. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, then you wash your hands. Please wash your hands. You <laughs> yes. all wash your hands, and, and we all have to look at ourselves in the mirror when we're mm-hmm. washing our hands. We have to. It's mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're washing your hands, and you're focusing on the mirror. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. And you're making eye contact with your own reflection. Yeah. Hey. And then something catches your eye, and fading in over your shoulder in the mirror, it looks like it's coming up behind you. Is the face of this very old, very angry man? Oh wow! Yeah, that's why um, I'm pretty sure that's why women go to the bathroom in pairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Somebody's got to stand watch. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of the the, the gentlemen listeners think that it's because we're having epic rap battles in there, but that's no no. Somebody's got to stand guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know which one I'd rather run into. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of stories like that. Oh, that's that, amazing. That really helped really hooked me in. Oh yeah. Um I mean we do have stories that um are are dark in the outcome. Well everybody mm-hmm. dies, that's you know, of yeah. that's gonna happen. Um I think another good example is uh the old hospital. Mm-hmm. Guthrie has some locations that are custom made for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are those things? Think about it. What buildings? Oh, empty hospitals? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about a <laughs> Orphanage. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this case, it was a children's home, but yeah. Yeah. We're going to go there. Man. Yeah. How about, it? you know, retirement? I don't, okay, I will say this. I don't do stories out of active retirement homes. Yeah. that. And, and I don't go to the cemeteries. I guess mm-hmm. somebody, I've had people go, why well, don't we go to the cemeteries? I'm like, mm-hmm. because I have family buried out there, and yeah. that seems rude. Yeah. Um, but, once again, very early on, oh, wow, have you got a story about the old hospital? No how can you not have a story about the mm-hmm. hospital oh my god it's iconic apparently yeah. this hospital uh the, the hospital was built in 1929 okay it's a uh, six-floor six-story hospital with a seventh floor bump up it's got a major the major part of the the structure runs east and west and there's a wing that runs north and south on the east end and a small one over on the west end um it was it's a bit it's a big brick facility it was concrete mm. poured in place it's incredibly strong and it was this it was the county hospital until like 1978 Mm -hmm. when they built the new what is now mercy across the highway when they closed this hospital it do you do you remember fire drills in school oh yeah you know you drop everything and you go outside Mm -hmm. that's what this place looked like
0: oh wow and
1: it sat empty for 35 years that's weird I mean, um, my niece's husband was the project manager mm-hmm. for the abatement portion of this, because they actually finally, somebody bought it, and they did a reno on it about mm-hmm. three years ago and turned it into a senior living center. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's got to be as creepy as it is. <laughs> yeah. But but, um, but Paul actually let me go into the building, mm-hmm. and I spent about two and a half, three hours roaming around there, and it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my bet. There were coffee cups still on counters. There mm-hmm. were patient charts out i mean if you go down into what was the nurse's library uh there's books open and the pad of paper and the pencil mm-hmm. where they were in the middle taking us it. like oh we're done do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the stories that would would come out of that people would say have you got a story i'm like no how can you not have a story i'm like well then what do you have well my cousin's niece's sister's dog groomer said mm-hmm. when they were in school they broke in well okay that's yeah that sounds plausible yeah um Those aren't the stories that I'm putting on the walk. If I can't backstop it in some way, Mm -hmm. um, and when I get stories like that, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, there's there's uh, satanic cults in there. Really, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking not. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking there's kids with spray paint. Yeah, because it really became the senior ditch day destination. Oh my gosh! Really, every county in the area. Oh my god! I on the walks (laughs) on the walk. I do this usually if I've got a large group because people can kind of hide. I'll ask, has anybody been in that hospital? legally or otherwise and eventually somebody and so somebody's mom the last time yeah. i was in there oh my god <laughs> you know because the building went empty and you know the kids threw rocks mm-hmm. they broke windows okay well now we should break in okay so they break in oh my god i hear something upstairs yeah. well, of course you hear something upstairs you've broken all the windows out and now there's a gaggle of squirrels yeah and chipmunks and owls and god knows what you know and then eventually some goober went in with a can of spray paint Mm-hmm. How do we draw a pentagram? Oh, my yeah. God. And now all of a sudden there's stories. The hospital's haunted. There's a satanic cult. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. No, there was not a satanic cult in the hospital. Mm-hmm. There was not a cult in the hospital. There was a cult in town, but we know exactly who they were. Yes. They were Linda Green and yes. the Samaritan Foundation yes. at the old mm-hmm. jail. So, yeah, we, we had a cult. I'm not denying that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't at the... What, not there. <laughs> not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't until about two years ago that I finally got a story from the hospital from unexpected places it was an older lady here in town um she uh her she was a retired nurse her mom had been a nurse and she said you know i've been me mean- are you still doing that ghost thing yes guthrie ghost thing that's mm-hmm. what i'm gonna have to put on my shirts now. yeah um i said yeah she goes i've been meaning to tell you something come by so i go over there and she tells me this story november 1949 uh there was a, a lady by the name of mrs toby aucliffe uh, who was admitted to the hospital she had gone to see the doc on a monday and she was you know fatigue ins- you know insomnia she didn't really have aches and pains she was a little bit anemic shortness of breath mm-hmm. he wasn't too worried but he said you know what i'd really like to just go ahead and admit you for a couple of days mm-hmm. we're going to get you built back up a little bit and see if we can you know just maybe do a couple of tests maybe do an x-ray mm-hmm. um so that afternoon miss o'cliff went into the hospital now I don't know her first name. I will probably never know her first name. The reason I know she's Mrs. Toby Oakleaf is because that was in the newspaper. Back oh, wow. then, if you were admitted to the hospital, they put your name in the paper.
0: Gosh, that's so wild to think about.
1: And while you, why you were there? Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, no,
1: no, no, HIPAA. Word yeah, HIPAA. HIPAA. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing they did, um, and I actually had to get some because I, I was confused because there were there were two lists and they were both very short. But, like, the left list said, like, Mr. Don Williams, and then maybe Mrs. Carol Williams or Miss Kathy so and so. But on the other column, it said Mrs. Toby Auckliffe, and then there was a parentheses, capital C, close parentheses. C was for colored. They segregated oh, the wow. hospital list. Wow. And they didn't even bother with the uh oh that sounds scary (laughs) they didn't even bother with the first name yeah you know so that's just that was just the nature of what it was Mm -hmm. then um Mm -hmm. but she was admitted and by that was on a monday evening tuesday after lunch her daughter gets a phone call from one of the nurses you know is this miss Ockliff? yes it is you're miss ockliffe's daughter yes i am Listen, your mama asked me to call you. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Is everything okay? Oh no, no, no. Everything's fine. It's it's okay. She just asked me to call you and see if she could expect a visit from you today? Yes, but she just went in the hospital. I know, honestly. She seems like she's feeling a little better. She had a good she had a good breakfast. She fa- she completely finished her lunch. I think she's just a little bit bored and she was just wanting to visit with you. So if you could come up, that'd be great. And the daughter's like, "You know, I'd I'd love to, but I just, I'm on crutches. I just had foot surgery myself and I can't come up those stairs because the front of the hospital has this ridiculous flight of stairs you go up <laughs> to get into the front door. So, oh, that, that assures no visitors right there. Yeah. Um, if you weren't short of breath before, you will be when <laughs> yes. you go up those. But the nurse goes, no, honey, what you do is have the bus drop you off out back. Mm-hmm. And um, because at the, at the front of the hospital, you know, there's a basement. Mm-hmm. But from the back, that basement is actually opens up ground level. That was the emergency room, okay. In fact, it was the emergency room where they took Karen Silkwood's body. Wow, the, yeah, wow, I know. Okay. How about, imagine walking in that building and standing in that room, and then you realize what room you're standing oh in? Oh my like, gosh, mm, no, 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 yeah, no. light, light, yeah. Um, but uh, she goes, okay, well, so the daughter comes up and she hobbles across the parking lot, goes in, goes around to the right, goes in the door, and there's a, the elevator. I guess this poor gal was wildly claustrophobic as well. Mm -hmm. And if you are claustrophobic, you know the only thing worse than getting on that elevator is anticipating getting on that. Mm -hmm. And this elevator was clear at the top, and it's just like ding, ding. It's slowly coming Mm -hmm. down. So she's just, she's trying to get herself, okay, I can do this. Here we go. Going in this little tiny room. Yeah. Elevator finally gets down. The doors open up. Here all these people come piling out. She goes to take that first step into the elevator, and she looks up as she does it. Her mom is standing in the elevator. Mom, <laughs> yeah. mama, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, you're supposed to be in bed. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I I saw you out the window, and I know you hate these things. So I thought I would ride down, and then I could ride back up with you, and maybe you wouldn't, you know, get sick or whatever it is you do in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we could just start. We could start visiting now. Okay, you know, and, he, and of course mama has to talk to every single person that gets on the elevator. You know, hold the doors open. So it took them forever to get back up till I think it's like the 5th floor. Um finally they get up there and you know, mama goes to step off and the daughter notices. She goes, "You know, you seem a little tired." She goes, "Why don't you sit right here in this chair and let me go see if I can find a nurse with a wheelchair because if you fall, I mean, I'm on crutches. There's nothing I can do." Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. So Mama sits down in the chair. I'll be right here. And the girl goes to look to... There's nobody at the nurse's station. Great. <laughs> so she kind of hobbles down the hallway to look down that wing, and everybody is down. The, okay, there they are. So here she goes, clomping down the hallway. Cause don't, you can almost hear the crutches on the mm-hmm. tile floor. you know. And somebody looks up and sees her when she's about halfway to him. And comes running up to her. Oh, I'm so sorry. What can I help you with? What can I help you with? Can, what can I do for you? And she goes, well, I need a wheelchair. Oh, my gosh, yes, obviously. Uh, oh, wow, okay, have you been to the ER yet? No, I don't need a wheelchair. I need a wheelchair for my mom. Your mom? Yeah, I need to get a wheelchair. Well, I mean, she goes, and my mom is just, and she goes, wait a minute. You're Miss Ockliff's daughter, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. She goes, oh, we're already on it. We're already on it. Just, um, do you still need a wheelchair? I don't need a wheelchair, I was going to get a wheelchair for my mom. And, she, and they, it's like they were having two different conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of hit that pause and looked at each other like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. When the door, the patient room door that they were standing in front of opened up where everybody was at. Um, and a doctor walks out and he looks at the nurse and the nurse looks at him and they kind of have that eye contact thing you know that mm-hmm. medical professionals can have entire conversations without yeah. saying a word it's just it's eyebrows you know yeah mm-hmm, 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 yep, yeah, wink, wink, yeah. Nutcher, nutcher. and uh he he kind of looks side eye at the the daughter and then the nurse and she sh- nods her head he goes over to this to this young lady and he takes both of her hands in his and he said you're Miss Ockliff's daughter correct yes sir yes I am I am so sorry. This did not, obviously this did not go the way that that I had ever anticipated or hoped. Um, but I'm going to find some answers for you. I have a pretty good idea what happened, but I'm, I'm going to just double check, you know, just for our peace of mind. But I can promise you this. As fast as this happened, she never felt a thing. And the daughter's looking at him, you know, with that, what? Are you talking about mm-hmm. the patient room door opened up again? Another nurse was coming out and the daughter was able to see inside the room and in the room, it was her mom's room and her mom was in the bed and her mom had just died. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That maybe, is maybe mama wanted a story, you know, yeah. wanted to check now under normal circumstances, I'd go, that's nice. We're going to go dig into that. Yeah. But here's the thing. The the lady that told me that story, you know, she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was a Her mother was the nurse that was talking to the daughter in the hallway. Wow. Her mother was a medical professional who was standing there having that conversation. Wow. And was struggling to understand why this daughter didn't understand when the daughter was trying to figure out why the nurse couldn't comprehend. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the, uh, the gal that told me this, you know, she goes, Stacy, those stories were are so much more prevalent than you could ever imagine. But back then we didn't talk about them. It was just part of the, the code or essence. It's just, just, just that stuff you didn't talk about. You know, mm-hmm. people didn't question things so much like that. Um, I don't care if that's the only story I ever get out of that hospital. Mm-hmm. Because as far as I'm concerned, the source is, it's unimpeachable. Yeah. Because both the doctor's family was here from the day, I mean, the, the you know, it was old Dr. Ringrose. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, these families have been here. And, and having, knowing her personally, it just, I have no doubt that that's exactly the way her mother told it to her. Mm-hmm. And she ha- even had some, some things that she was going to tell um, her mom told her this story, and then her mom died three weeks later. Wow. When this lady told me this story, she died about two months later. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did have that moment of, wait a minute, quit minute. Wait a, minute. Qu- wait, wait a wait, minute. Don't know anybody. <laughs> tell me anything anymore. I don't want to hear anything. No, 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 no. La, la, la. la. Fingers in the ears. There yeah. Um, and here I'm, I am putting it out on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's all of you. <laughs> If I'm going, you're going. With I'm me. going with you. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it, it's stories like that that you just go. wow. Oh. I mean, yeah. Now, <laughs> having said that, um, the people okay, the people in the medical profession, those are the people that are at seem to be at the forefront of a lot of the paranormal investigative investigative groups out that mm-hmm. are out there. I mean, I always ask. Um, on my walks, you know, do we have anybody in the medical profession or in and around that? And so there'll be some people at, because I guess you can get a degree in paranormal studies now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but my niece, uh, my niece is a nurse and for a while she was at the heart, Oklahoma Heart Hospital, which is a great place. Mm. Um, but she would talk about, you know, things that, and the stuff that was going on. And, and I remember having a conversation with her going, Why? Why, you know, why is it that you know, it's always nurses? And she goes, because we are there. We are there having these conversations with these people. Um, we know they're very sick, but they're talking to us. They're alert. They're, they're, you know, there's a brightness to their eyes, and then the light goes out. Mm-hmm. What happens? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's a very legitimate question, you know, what happens? Oh, yeah. That That we talk about. Of course, now this is also my niece that... <sighs> She and my mom had made an arrangement. Mm -hmm. My mom was at the heart hospital getting a pacemaker put in. Um, My niece said, look, Grandma, I know this is, I mean, this is, you've got congestive heart failure. That's serious. The pacemaker procedure is not bad. Um, I think you're going to be fine. But just in case you die. (laughs) Yes, because that's this family. Just in case you die. That's what you want to hear yeah. right before you're going in for that. We need a code word. Yeah. We need a code word so that if you come back, you can tell me and I'll know that it's you. Yeah. And these idiots came up with pickles. Yeah. Pickles. Because, you know, pickles. Yeah. Um. But then the poor lady came up to take my mom down to yeah. the procedure room. And she's like, okay, everybody, it's hug and kiss time. And we're just looking at her because we are not those people. Yeah. We're like, mm, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go for pie. Yeah. You know. But Megan looks at my mom and goes, Grandma, pickles. Oh, my gosh. And my mom goes, pickles. <laughs> and the lady wheeling her out has this look like, ah, I'm in a room full of lunatics here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was when they wheeled her out. And, we, you know, my niece said, well, we got a plan. we got a plan for this. It worked. It's Well, it will work for Harry Houdini if anybody. And we're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think everybody has something like that going on oh, yeah. in their family where they have these, you know, nah, I don't believe it. Listen, just in case.
0: Yeah. You know, just in case my mom and I have that. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this is this,
1: this is this. I guess Harry Mm -hmm. Houdini still has that phrase that. Yeah. And it's locked up in an attorney's office somewhere that somebody's Mm -hmm. supposed to be able to repeat back Mm -hmm. to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's.
0: Wouldn't that be wild if someday that happened? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: You know, the stories in this town, we have stories that are historic. Mm hmm. In nature, in that they happened one time in the past and people still talk about them, we have we have stories and activity that's still reoccurring today. Mm-hmm. So I try to give people a mix of a little right. of each. Um, and there, like I said before, there are some some dark stories in that it's more of a tragic darkness. Yes,
0: I remember a particularly tragic one from when I was on the tour about the um,
1: the Redstone Inn with the little boy.
0: Was it? the bus station story? oh the bus station yes. holy cow yeah, yeah that was a yeah that was the, dark the
1: baby on the bus mm-hmm. yeah but some of these stories i'm i have also finding that some of them can be incredibly uplifting mm-hmm. in in kind of a sad way but mm-hmm. um and again it'll be those people going well okay let me let me just back this up you know that there's a very famous tv show Mm -hmm. That has people who like to have adventures and hunt ghosts. Yes. Just leave it at that. Yeah. One of them is a big old dork. Yeah. We all know who that is. Yeah. And i told him that to his face. Yeah. At his place out in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. You're a big old dork. Yeah. Um, But when they come to town, he'll look around and he'll go, Ooh, I like that building. Is there Mm. a story? And so Mm. they'll say, We'll go ask Stacy. And he's at the point now where he says, I don't want to talk to her anymore. (laughs) Because... (laughs) He'll come and he'll say, okay, I got this building. I want to do something in this building. Is there a ghost story in this building? Uh, and if there is, I tell it to him what it is. Uh-huh. Well, nine times out of ten, it's not, you know, because he'll just sit there and look at me and he'll go, yeah, but have you got anything more creepy? Yeah. Anything more gory? Yeah. And it's, again, it's it's not always about the gore. You right. don't have to have that. I don't know where the demonic component came in. right? But most of the stories if you really start trying to dig into them they Mm -hmm. fall apart Mm -hmm. they truly fall apart um so so many you know there there are some stories that that are just sad enough and tragic enough that you know you kind of wish you hadn't run into them i um i had a group from langston university Mm -hmm. now the professor over there had said hey you know can uh, can my class come over and do a walk? It's for extra credit, and I went cool. I'm on a curriculum, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and and she had walked with me several times, and I said sure. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she okay, they'll be there Saturday night. So you know we, there here comes this gaggle of people, all ages, sizes, races, colors, mm-hmm. you know, shades of blue, everything. Mm-hmm. There's everybody there, but this yeah. this one young lady walked up to me um she got there a little bit early she strikes me as one of those types that always gets there a little bit early yeah she was so well put together Mm. and she was from Alabama Mm -hmm. and she was this this beautiful very polite young African-American woman her name was Taylor Mm -hmm. and Taylor she goes you're Miss Stacy and I said yes ma'am I am and she goes okay my name's Taylor and I just need to tell you this before we get started but Black people, we don't do ghost. (laughs) And I went, okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Here we go. And suddenly I felt like I was in a Sinbad routine from, you know, Sinbad used to do stand-up. I said, okay. So, uh, oh, God, I I just, I wish, after that night, I wish she would just follow me around because she had no internal dialogue it was all out yeah and i'd be telling the story and she'd go mm, girl don't go in there don't oh god she went in there. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. you know it yeah. was just the best it was the best soundtrack mm-hmm. in my head yeah ever um and we finished up with a with a story that is one of the ones that is pretty tragic mm-hmm. and um bless her heart we're standing there and everybody's just kind of thinking about what they've heard and it's kind of quiet and From the back, I hear. Excuse me. Oh, Miss Daisy. Yes, Taylor. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work for me. I'm like, I'm sorry. She goes, No, no. I'm. This is no. I can't go home with this on my heart. No. (laughs) This is. This is not. No, no. I'm going to need something else. Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. She's like, Yeah, no. I'm going to need. I just. That's just too heavy for my heart. I can't. What else? I'm like, ah. Well, I had just. Pretty much finished up fleshing out a story just at the other end of the that, that block. It's a mm-hmm. very short block because uh, we were doing. I was telling the story of the redstone. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "Well, I do have one that I've just. I'm think I think this is what what you need. It's just down here." I said, "If anybody else, I said we're done technically. If anybody else wants to come down here, they're welcome to." Mm-hmm. And half the group kind of stayed. Taylor goes, "I'm going to run on ahead so I can call my my roommate and tell him I'll be late." I'm like, okay, because mm-hmm. she goes scurrying off down the road. Well, I forgot what the awning of this building had on it mm-hmm. because she gets down there and I hear, are you crazy? It's Pollard Funeral Home. Oh my on gosh. The, on the yes. And I'm, uh, no, 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 not that, not that. So yeah. I go down there and to this day, this is one of my favorite stories. This is, this is, this, I've, I've seen grown men want to weep and that's okay. Yeah. Um, in 1907, 1906, there was a grocery store there, Mr. Hopkins grocery store. Um, Mr. Hopkins pretty much had to rely on his his grocery clerk and his stockman mm-hmm. to take care of the business because his wife had been very sickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the stockman's name was Joseph, and he was out there one day. They were getting ready to open up, and a uh, you know, dog barking or something. And he turns around, and coming up, Vilas coming up the street up the hill from the railroad tracks is this, little old black man he's kind mm-hmm. of got that hunched over look and he's kind of shuffling his mm-hmm. feet and he's carrying what looks like a like a little apple crate box or something he has got a tea towel over it and he comes up and you know joseph doesn't think much about it until the man comes up to him and says excuse me sir i was wondering if you might be interested in some apples mm-hmm. And Joseph turns around and goes, What? He goes, Some apples. I was wondering if you he goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm you'll have to wait for the grocery clerk. I'm not allowed to make purchase. Goes, no, no, no. I I don't I don't wanna buy I don't want money for it. I just wanna know if I can trade these um for a bottle of milk. And I said apples and I meant eggs. I've lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes he had eggs in an apple crate. Yeah. Um he goes, Well, I mean we can always use eggs, but I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm being he goes, Well and he pulls the tea towel off. And there's like three dozen of the most fabulous eggs you've ever seen in your I mean they're huge mm-hmm. some of them are the the tan that have like a, almost like a gold flake in them yeah and then the the light blue ones with the dark blue and the red spots mm-hmm. well Joseph may not be allowed to make purchases mm-hmm. but he's also not an idiot yeah he goes you just want a bottle of milk for this <laughs> yes sir that's all I need is a bottle of milk I, that would be fine he goes hang on he goes in he grabs a bottle of milk and he trades the guy out and he goes you know thanks yeah and the guy's like thank you that's all I need and he leaves. Well, the grocery clerk comes in, and Joseph's like, I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, would you, oh my God, look at those eggs. Yeah. Well, you know, now the ladies are opening up, and the ladies are coming in and ooh and on over the la- the oh, eggs. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, yeah. And yeah, that by, by the close of day, <laughs> egg capital of Guthrie right there. And uh, the clerk says, man, I hope he comes back. Joseph goes, yeah he goes no we can pay him this is crazy this Mm -hmm. okay well a couple days go by and then here comes the old man shuffling back up the road joseph waves at him and goes are you coming he goes yes sir he goes i can we can pay you for those now and he goes no 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 i i i don't need payment i just i just need to trade it for a bottle of milk he goes are you sure we can do both no sir no sir not going to take any money i just need a bottle of milk so he makes this trade um and this goes on every couple of days you know, like every other day or so, the guy's showing up. And, yes, Hopkins become the, becomes the egg capital of Guthrie. And the ladies are like, oh, the best eggs are. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. And at some point at the end of that first week, the grocery clerk says, man, I hope he's not stealing those. <laughs> <laughs> um, And Joseph's like, no, he wouldn't do that. I'll be right back. And then he goes and follows the old man yeah. home, right? And he goes down towards the railroad tracks, crosses the railroad tracks, mm-hmm. goes across a little footbridge out on to the island. It's called the Elbow. Mm-hmm. It was a, an African American uh, community that had, had been established there. A whole other story with that, which was hysterical because, you know, <laughs> never challenge people, they'll call you on it. Yeah. Um, but he follows this man over there and he goes down this street, very end of the street. There's this little clapboard house, and the man goes into the back. Uh, the backyard and Joseph sees a chicken house so he's like yeah we're good so he comes back yeah we're all good to go mm-hmm. over the next three weeks this man continues to come every couple of days um, always bringing the same type of eggs you know wonderful eggs and never will take anything except a bottle of milk um, and the guys you know running the store were just like yeah this is because this was a thing now uh, and it was great until it wasn't, mm-hmm. because it stopped. And a few to, after a few days, when he hadn't come back, the grocery clerk said, Joseph, man, you got to go over there, because they're going to tear us alive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we need those eggs. We need those <laughs> eggs. So uh, he goes down there and goes across the railroad tracks, goes across the little footbridge. He goes all the way up to the house, and he steps up on the, the front porch, and he's just getting ready to knock on the door. And the door is yanked open. There's like a seven-year-old boy standing there, eyes are huge and goes, it's him it's him mama it's a man with the eggs um one night i was telling the story i said it's the egg man and half the group went cuckoo kachoo <laughs> i went well now we've completely lost this ring. You know. we've lost it yeah <laughs> but he goes it's the egg man you know mm-hmm. it's, it's the man with the eggs mama it's him it's him and this little girl about five comes running out and just grabs joseph around the knees and hugging on him and just squealing and stuff and the the daughter who's maybe 14 maybe 15 steps mm-hmm. into and she's she just she's looking at him and she goes that's him that's him mama that's the man that's the man that saved us that's the man that brought us the milk and the eggs and i don't know what we would have done i don't we would we would have starved mama i don't know what we would have done Well, here comes Mama now, and she's now everybody's hugging him, and he's in this Mm -hmm. massive group hug, and he's just like, "I'm looking for the old guy, yeah, help me." Well, you know, it turns into one of those massive group hugs where everybody shuffles into the house, and Mm -hmm. you know, they close the door, and back and forth, and he's like, "I'm looking for the old guy, you saved my babies." I'm looking for the, you saved my child. Mm -hmm. Finally, everybody calms down enough that he gets the story out. Um, What had happened was this lady's husband worked on an oil rig. He was working for a wildcatter up north Mm -hmm. of Enid. And he had been hurt in a rig accident. Uh, they had taken him to a hospital right up by the Kansas state line, and she had gotten she had gotten word that you know he was hurt. Now back then, um, doctors white doctors would treat black patients, but they would not always necessarily let white nurses tend to black male patients. Okay, um, and this if you know anything about oil wells. It's nasty. And this man was going to need some serious care just in hygiene alone. Mm -hmm. Forget his injuries. You know, we just had to get him through. We didn't get sepsis. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what normally would happen is a family member would go Mm -hmm. and, and tend to those daily needs of cleaning and everything. Um, Well, she didn't think she didn't realize how bad it was. She thought it was just, you know, and they had enough food in the house for a couple of days. So she gets on the train and she goes up there and she finds out that it's much worse than she had anticipated. And she's, you know, talk about Sophie's choice. Yeah. You know, do I... Because if she leaves, he's going to die of infection. Oh, yeah. You know, but her kids are at home and they're going to starve to death. Yeah. And she's really, you know, trying to figure out what to do when... Um, and somebody that worked for the, the oil men had come in and, and just to check on... Because there were a couple other people hurt, too. And he said, hey, we just got word from Hopkins Grocery Store in Guthrie. They're going to make sure your kids... Are fed while you're gone, so don't worry. You need to stay here. You stay here. That they've got a place, room they'll put. you, Yeah, so decision was take made for. It's a good thing. Um, Joseph is just like I am. So sorry for your troubles, and that's a ve- that's a, that's that's a very sad story. But I just need the old guy. Okay, mm. I'm just trying to find the old man the old man that brought me the eggs because I did not bring anything to this house. Mm-hmm. I came here once, but I was across the street, but I've And the kids were like insistent that he was bringing, and leaving milk and eggs on their porch every, every morning. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it just got to the point where he got, he got upset mm-hmm. and he just said, fine. He goes, if he comes around, tell him I need some more eggs. And he goes to leave. And as he goes to leave, there's a, a table sitting next to the, to the door. there's a photograph on it. And he stops and he looks at that photograph. And, oh, him, that's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for that man right there. That's the man that brought me the eggs. That's who I need to talk to. And all the kids got quiet and the the mom turned and looked at him and she said, no, sir, no, sir, that's not possible. He goes, I'm telling you, that's the man that brought me the eggs. No, sir, that is my daddy. And my daddy has been gone about eight years now that there's no way and joseph says look i'm telling you i know who i saw and i saw him and he brought me eggs and i gave him a bottle of milk it's a really interesting story to imagine that the spirit the essence the ghost whatever you want to call it of her father would appear in such a way because she she stood there a minute she said you know my daddy did have the best laying hens." He could get eggs when nobody else could. My daddy also said he would always take care of us. Oh wow! So it's you know when you think about the story that way, you it's really touching. It really is. Yeah. The first night I told that though, I had somebody go, "I knew it. Joseph was having an affair with the bomb." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, <I'm> like <laughs> what? you know, talk about a mood breaker. Yeah, I'm no like, kidding. Uh, uh, how do you get that? Yeah, from that? no, yeah. And so we got them talked down, you know, Mm -hmm. and I said, no, it's just, it's just a really cool story to Mm -hmm. think of it in terms of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a a great story, but it's not the best part of the story. Not by a long shot, because in 1910, Mr. Hopkins had to sell the grocery store. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he had to take his wife, I think St. Louis for health reasons, and he Mm -hmm. just sold out. And the new owner came in, the grocery clerk moved off somewhere else, and they promoted Joseph to be the new grocery clerk and Joseph convinced the new owner to hire that now 10-year-old boy mm-hmm. um as a new stock boy because dad lived but dad was never going to work again yeah you know so everybody had to had to mm-hmm. chip in not only did that owner hire that boy as his new stock boy he ended up putting him through langston university oh wow that's so cool yeah That's neat. There's your goosebumps. Oh, yeah, I've got goosebumps. There's your goosebumps right there. I've got goosebumps, yeah. So um, when I told that story for Taylor, uh, I mean, you talk about absolute silence, you know, Mm. and then you hear hear that come around a little bit, you know, and then I I call out, I go, Taylor. Yes. (laughs) I said, will that work? And she stands there a minute and she sniffles a little bit and takes off her glasses and wipes away a tear and goes, I think that'll be fine. (laughs)
0: my gosh that's so cute <laughs> so
1: yeah the stories the stories that we come across um i've had people say okay you got 60 some stories how come you only told us five because it's not a shopping list. Yeah. You know, I, otherwise we could just walk down the street and I could go, that one's haunted, that one's haunted. Yeah, exactly. That Do one's you want haunted. me to just point out everything? You, you don't not have time. yet, but it yeah. will be. That's yeah. what I used to say about Byron Burline's building. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> never thought we'd lose the building before we lost Byron, you know, mm-hmm. and now Byron's gone, but um yeah like this well my god it's the same thing with the pollard you they're performers they're not they don't leave the stage when they're alive why yeah just because they're dead exactly you know exactly which is why you get so many stories like that yeah there's stories like that all over this oh my gosh that is
0: that is amazing that you have made this taken these stories and created the ghost walk like that's just so cool to me like yeah and that That is just, and those stories were amazing. So do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and when the ghost walk is and kind of what the deal is with
1: that? Yeah. We're at the point where we are walking year round. Like I said, it's pretty much just weather dependent. Obviously this time of year is the season, the Mm -hmm. ghost walk season. Some people only think that, you know, only ghosts come out in the, the, no, (laughs) no, no. Um, We have a, uh, we have a website, guthrieghostwalk.com. Okay. And we have a big Facebook presence, Um, mainly because it's so easy to update Facebook so Mm -hmm. quickly, and it's a pretty reliable source to get messages through. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can go to either one of those. If you go to the website, there's a page where you can make reservations. The calendar is on there. Um, I will tell everybody that I don't necessarily – when I say reservations – I just need to know you're coming. Yeah. Because one, I need to know how many people I'm gonna have so I know whether or not I need to drag Stephanie in and give Mm -hmm. her a stern talking to and give her a marching order, you know. Um, but also, I mean, it's Oklahoma. God knows what the weather's gonna Mm -hmm. do. So having that point of contact, whether it's just a quick text Mm -hmm. or drop me an email or, you know, leave a message or whatever, even just leave a message on Facebook, just so I have a point of contact that I can say, hey, maybe we need to start about half an hour later or whatever. So we can do that. Uh, The rest of September, which we're pretty much at um, this weekend, we've got uh, 730 on Friday and Saturday. The walk takes about 90 minutes. It's uh, ten. If if you're 15 years old or older, it's ten dollars. Still the original price. Um, Kids seven to 14 are five dollars, and kids under seven are free unless they are dropped off on their own, in which case (laughs) I will give them a puppy and find out where you live. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I love it. I love it when the kids come on the walks. Yeah, they ask some of the best questions. Oh, I bet. Oh, oh, I. And I'll ask them, so I had a little little girl one. I'm like, well, so what do, what do you guys think a ghost is? And this little girl, she raised her hand. I'm like, well, thank you. She's probably seven. Yeah. You know, and I, she goes, I think a ghost is the person with a sheet over their head. <laughs> and we all just went, that's adorable. That's so cute. And then she, but she kept talking. Yeah. She goes, and then when you take the sheet off, there's no one there. And suddenly things took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> So, but going into October, um, we are, well, that first, uh, that first full weekend, um, we're just going to be doing 7 because I'm going to be trapped at the Bluegrass Festival mm-hmm. uh, that Saturday, Friday and Saturday, but the weekend after the 8th. Um, we're going to be doing uh, 10 o'clock, a 7.15 and a 10 o'clock, both mm-hmm. Fridays and Saturdays.
0: Okay.
1: Um, on the 29th, which is the Saturday before Halloween, we're going to do a 7.15, a 10 o'clock, and a midnight, because I'm oh. a for punishment. Oh, those are the best walks come yes. on. I'm so tired. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh. It may, I, end, up, it may end up Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be um, there for that one. <laughs> and we are definitely doing our 7.15 on Halloween. Okay. Um, we haven't figured out when we're throwing the Steph special in there. I definitely have to come to that. Oh, sweet monkeys yes you do yeah um ride herd on her because okay people she has her own little cult following yeah it's just the best thing ever. i
0: can see it i can totally see that
1: but um so we'll do that through i usually will do uh, kind of and i mix the routes up i mean mm-hmm. i've got enough stories i always ask have you been before mm-hmm. and some people you know yes some people know the people that have been i'm like well where'd you go And we'll try and get you something new Half the time, they're like, oh, oh, no, tell them this one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that up until maybe the second week in November, and at that mm-hmm. point, I switch over to the Christmas route. Okay. Because I have about six dedicated Christmas stories. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. And we'll do that um, through New Year's, pretty much. Okay. Um. Yeah, my mom. Christmas ghost stories, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry, A uh, Christmas Carol? Yeah, I was just about to say, that's a ghost story. Oh, Christmas the Christmas most popular Christmas oh story yeah, of all time. Well, and Christmas movie. Of course, yeah. I, I have to say this now. I have to ask you something here. Okay. Um, what is your favorite movie version of A Christmas Carol? Knowing full well before you answer that if you say anything other than the Muppet version, you're wrong. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say the Muppet version, oh, like, right. yeah, and it's so true to the dialogue. Yeah, like the lamp. Except light the lamp, not the rat. That's you know, but yeah. that's a great line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fun. I like that. That's that's probably. I think I'm trying to think what my favorite Christmas movie is. Um, probably Christmas Vacation though is my favorite oh, Christmas my. movie. I,
1: you know, it's iconic. Yeah, it's it, it, it is. Absolutely. And it just makes me think of my family. Like. Yeah. It's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the Muppets did that though, I went, My life is complete. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's um, that's good. The uh I also am available for uh, private groups, oh, okay. Uh, family groups, okay. and we can do that on other evenings. Okay. I just need to know when okay. so that if I need to uh, – shoot, I do step-on historic tours, mm-hmm. um, buses come to town, best bus tour I ever did wasn't really a bus mm-hmm. it was supposed to have been a ghost walk yeah but they didn't want to do a ghost walk at night yeah because it was a group of church seniors from Tulsa okay and they're like yeah, we don't we want to be back because basically they wanted to hit the senior buffet at Sizzler yes at four yeah o'clock. yeah 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 so I'm like okay she goes and we don't want to walk yeah you don't want to do a ghost walk okay what do you want to do She <laughs> goes, we have a bus I'm like okay yeah so we'll do a ghost run 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning uh-huh. we're cruising around doing a ghost walk how much and then they wanted to go into the temple, and it was hot, and there's no air conditioning. I said, if we just go to Brahms, I'll buy you all ice cream, yeah, and we'll just tell the story. So it's, a, it's what we do. Oh, my gosh. How yeah.
0: funny. Oh, sure. my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has oh, been yeah. great. I've had a great time. And these I'm I can't wait to go back on the walk, because I had so much fun the first time I went, that I was immediately like, I've got to do this again.
1: Well, you'll have to come back and go on some with mine. Yes. And then... Um, yeah, and then you gotta go torture stuff I
0: gotta go to the Steph special. Oh yeah, got to. Yeah. it's, or, it's a special oh, kind of crazy. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, well that's all I've got for you guys. Um, you know where to find me on Facebook at Irioki. Instagram's the same, and the Facebook group is Iriokis plural. Um, y'all stay spooky.